Hello, this is Dale Connolly from The Morning Show with our weekly podcast. This time, cars, cash, canines, cases of chewing gum, committee assignments, recounts, and reconsidering everything that was said. With Captain Billy, Congressman Beachley, Wally, and Sparky, it's a full cast, so stay with us. It's the 7th of November, a Friday. Uh, there will be a, a recount of the votes in the Senate contest here in Minnesota. The current tally has uh, incumbent Norm Coleman ahead of the challenger Al Franken by several hundred ballots. And under state law, the margin is so thin, there must be a recount. But uh, to do it in such a way that everyone is satisfied with the results could be a bit tricky. So we decided to ask an expert on counting valuable things for some advice. Joining us from far out at sea, Captain Billy and the crew of the Muscalong. Good morning, Captain. Hi, yo. Just often the case, you know, that there's a certain amount of booty that must be distributed among the boys in a fair and impartial manner. Ain't that right, boy? The dividing of the spoils. <laughs> and, and I suppose you don't often come across boatloads of something as simple to divide as, say, uh, bundled money. Uh, yeah, sad to say we don't. But, you know, if you ever hear about such a boatload of money uh, set in sail, we uh-huh. uh, would be mighty pleased to know that. Right, Bob? You know, actually, a more typical situation happened just recently uh-huh. when we plundered a vessel that had its cargo several thousand tons of silk scarves from the Orient. Now, uh, a, a pirate likes a silk scarf as much as the next feller, uh-huh. but you can only, you know, accessorize your wardrobe so much, uh-huh. given that it's the same outfit day in and day out yeah, there. Yeah. And then uh, we ransacked another vessel. What had on board a vast amount of chewing gum, which oh. me boys loves, especially those with teeth. <laughs> Spearmint! Don't we love it, boys? <laughs> so, so in this situation, you had to find some way to equally divide these fruits of your larceny. Then? These juicy fruits of, of our larceny, of course, yeah. the gum. But one item, the the gum, was yes. something they wanted, and the other item, the scarves, they didn't particularly. Aye, oh, yes. Yeah. So we settled on a formula which uh, each of mm-hmm. me boys had mm-hmm. to take uh-huh. 50 pounds of scarves <laughs> for every 10 cases of chewing gum they was given. Uh, and the rule is yeah. you can't throw them scarves Overboard. Oh, okay. Be stuck with him. So there's a balancing act going on. Well, especially there. for them when has toting 200 pounds of scarves, <laughs> you know, and 40 <laughs> cases of gum. A lot yeah, of that going on. Booty balancing. But it was worth it, I suppose. Well, they ultimately. all watched very closely, you know, as the goods was counted and weighed and handed out. Mm-hmm. On account of nobody wanted to get less than their due in chewing gum, nor more than their due in scarves. Yeah. Very, very tricky indeed. Yeah. So as we prepare for a recount uh, of the vote, for the Senate seat, what what ground rules would you suggest? We has ten rules we uh-huh. follows when dividing the spoils. First uh-huh. off, all interested parties has to be present. Uh-huh. Second, no sidearms. Good. Third, no swords or daggers. Uh-huh. Fourth, no drinking. Yeah. Fifth, challenges must be issued in the moment. No going back later, you know, and saying you was robbed. Okay. Sixth. No nasty comments or talking of any kind. <laughs> Seventh, no tapering with the scale. Uh-huh. Eighth, hands off your neighbor's booty. Uh-huh. Ninth, show respect for the judges. Uh-huh. And finally, the tenth rule, smile. Ah, especially for those, as you say, who have teeth. Yes. Uh, but, but not all of those rules would translate 
to the recounting of, of votes. Well, if and I had to choose just one, I, I would say hands off your neighbor's booty is very important. <laughs> right, right. But this is a fundamentally different situation because the goal when pirates count is to have everything come out absolutely even. And in the election recount, the goal is to have the totals come out differently because if it's even, we still have a problem. And, and then you need to have everyone be okay with the result. Uh, well, then, uh, you're on your own. I, I don't have no experience with doing it that way. <laughs> well, no suggestions, then? Nothing? Well, whoever comes up short on votes, I would placate him with extra case of chewing gum. Okay. Spirit Red Boys! Yeah, right. Red more, more chewing gum for the loser. Uh, yeah. Joining us from far out at sea. You would be interested in a lovely uh, silk scarf for the ladies in your life now, would you? How many pounds do you have? Oh, I got a more than you need. <laughs> Captain Billy and the crew of the Muscalung. And we thank him. This is the morning show on Minnesota Public Radio. And the current in the Twin Cities for a Wednesday. It's the 5th of November, 2008. This section of our show is brought to you by Bowser Bed, the vibrating pad for dogs, a comforting experience for your best friend, particularly useful when he is agitated by current events like the presidential race. Not that your dog had a horse in that contest, although Sparky would like to have a horse to chase around the yard because horses are fun, but but people are too, uh, although for the most part. All people are the same to Sparky because he loves everyone. He doesn't care which person gets to be president. <laughs> which is why he spent election night sleeping in front of the television while you watched the coverage. Because nothing held any interest for him, really, until late in the evening when one line spoken on television stood out as Barack Obama spoke directly to his daughters. Sasha and Malia, I love you both more than you can imagine. And you have earned the new puppy that's coming with us to the White House. See, that's the line that got your dog's attention right there. He said it. He actually mouthed it. A puppy, he said, in the White House. Because, you know, Sparky has always imagined that he would be a great first dog for America. He has seen it. In his mind's eye, it has been his dream. He fantasizes about running in slow motion across the White House lawn, chasing a ball with the presidential seal on it, and sniffing at the sharply creased pant legs of the Marine guards who are required to stand at attention, no matter what a dog may do around their feet, and having his luxurious coat blown around in the wind from a helicopter landing right in front of the house. He imagines it. He pictures himself drinking water from a bowl that Thomas Jefferson's dog drank from and then patiently sitting still to be dressed in doll clothes by two young girls. Your dog would do that for the first family. He would do that for America. Absolutely, he would. He has even pictured himself enduring the endless confirmation hearings that all principal members of the new administration will have to face. And uh, as the first dog, Mr. Sparky, I and the members of the Senate Canine Activity Subcommittee would like an insurance that you will not embarrass America with any immodest licking of yourself during White House visits by the hands of state. And the way it plays out in uh, Sparky's mind, he testifies honestly and directly and wins over the Senate Canine Activities Subcommittee and becomes not just a confirmed member of the new administration, but America's beloved pet, a friend and inspiration to the nation, a true first 
dog. But there's only one problem with this fantasy. It's not going to happen. While it's true that America is a place where dreams can come true, not every dream will come true. And in this case, it won't because, well, because those girls want a puppy. A puppy. And sadly, for Sparky, some of us just aren't puppies anymore. And that's a big disappointment. And that's why your dog needs a Bowser bed vibrating pad. He absolutely needs to have it because the Bowser bed is an all-over massage for your canine friend. It soothes away the pain of unrealized ambitions and helps him come to terms with the brutal truth that he will be sleeping on your floor and not in the West Wing for the foreseeable future. And you know what? That's an okay life for a dog, especially if that dog has a Bowser bed. The Bowser bed vibrating pad for dogs. Get one for your best friend. And today, it's not a consolation prize. You'll both be glad you did. Joining us on the line, we love him, the congressman representing Minnesota's 9th District, all the water surface area in the state, the Honorable Loomis Beachley. And, Congressman, I'd like to congratulate you, first of all, on your re-election. Well, uh, yes, uh, thank you very much, Daryl. I'm uh, grateful uh, to the voters of the 9th District. I'm honored and, and humbled. And uh, all I want to, I want to congratulate, of course, my opponent in a rather spirited race. We had a good, clean fight, and we gave the voters something to think about. And I have enormous respect for... Uh, Hang on. My advisors want to tell me something. Hang on. I understand that. Congressman Beachley needs to uh, confer with his aides. Of course, every politician at his level has has great support. Okay, I'm back. Uh, What I meant to say is, uh, thanks to the people, I will work hard to keep their trust. Thank you. What, no kind words for your opponent now? Uh, Well, my staff tells me uh, I ran unopposed this year. (laughs) So you forgot that you didn't have any competition? Well, whenever I run, I I run hard. You know, whatever the circumstances, I don't take anything for granted. Uh Uh, If there isn't an opponent, uh, I make uh, one up in my mind. Uh And I imagine all sorts of horrible things that my opponent wants to do, like making it illegal to eat dessert. That was a good one. People really responded to that one because everybody likes dessert, so I started naming names of others in Washington who I thought would work to take away your dessert. And, okay, hang on, hang on. All right, uh, Congressman Beachley, again, getting a little, uh, maybe a change of wording from his advisors, I'm guessing. Okay, I'm back with uh, a clarification. Yeah? Yes. Uh, Some of the people I named as dessert stealers well, probably aren't actually planning to take away your cake by force. Uh, in fact, a lot of them uh, got reelected. Imagine that. Uh-huh. And some of them are even in charge of assignments I'd like to get and things oh. like that. So it isn't... Uh... Hang on. Okay. Hang on. It sounds like uh, Congressman needs lots of help this morning, so I'm guessing that you should disregard what you just okay, heard. Okay, I'm back. Yes? Uh, I guess I'm not supposed to say anything about getting the committee assignments that oh, I want. okay. Uh, or, or not. Not uh-huh. getting the committee assignments I want. Uh-huh. Uh, they're telling me uh-huh. that if I want to uh, continue with that, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay. Well, you said okay. Okay, okay. Okay, <laughs> okay I'm back. Yes? Uh, I also uh, wasn't supposed to say what I just said. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, ask me a question. Okay. All right. Um, true or false, if you can. Uh, well, uh, there is something of a tradition in the days after any election uh, where the people who were running for office have to distance themselves from some of the things they said just a few days, days and, and, and weeks beforehand. So Yeah, you know, I love tradition. Right. Uh, tradition made this country great. So I, what I was going to ask you, is there anything else that you said before the election that you'd like to back away from now? Anything at all? Um, if you don't have anything specific in mind, <laughs> then... Uh, 
I guess not. Well, what about any comments regarding um, the man who is now the president-elect, Barack Obama? Uh Do you remember anything specific that I said about him that stood out for you? If not, then I don't either. Well, I could, you know, I plan to go online to check as soon as we're done here, so I'm counting on you Uh now, live, to recall what you said and take this one chance you're being given to distance yourself. And so if you don't, then I'll assume that you meant whatever it was you said Um, as soon as we figure out what it was, and we will check. That, uh... Kind of puts me on the spot. I know that's the idea. Well, um, I might have said something about him being black, and I just want to say that in politics we sometimes exaggerate a position, a personal characteristic. You know, they have as a way to illustrate a point about them uh, generally. But it's not. Uh, hang on. Okay. What's that? He is. Really? Why didn't anybody tell me that? He won. Okay. I'm back, yes. and I guess I don't need to distance myself from that one. Uh-huh. But I did say his ears stick out a bit, and now that I think about it, uh, they're just fine. I think that was a mistake. A mistake? Uh, Are you no, admitting? Yes. Right, well, joining us and backpedaling from his office in Washington, D.C., our ninth District Congressman representing only the water surface area in the state, the Honorable Loomis Beachley. This section of our show is brought to you by the Sherpa from Intimida. It's a mighty big car made by a mighty big car company with a mighty large debt, a company mighty likely to declare bankruptcy soon if something doesn't happen to change the equation. But don't take my word for it. Here's Wally from Wally's Intimida. That's right. For years, we've been spending like crazy, you know, building cars that people suddenly don't want. The lot is full and the money... Uh, drain is just open. Our cash is just disappearing like we're teenagers at the mall on the day after Christmas. Within hours, we'll be totally broke. And there's even talk of an auto industry bailout. Yes, yeah, so why not buy a new Sherpa now? You're going to own the company anyway. Once you're on the hook uh, for our uh, day-to-day expenses, you may not have any money left to buy a new car. So act now. Take advantage of our pre-buyout sale. When you come in, we'll treat you like you own the place. Yes, while other car companies have tried to lure you with the employee pricing gimmick, Intimida will do so much more during the pre-buyout sale. You get owner pricing. Yes, indeed. Owner pricing means you pay what I pay. And what do I pay? I'm the owner, so I pay nothing. So come on down to the lot, pick a car, and just drive it. It's that simple. That's just amazing, Wally. How can Intimida offer to extend owner pricing to everyone? We can't. We can't afford anything we're doing right now, so why not this too, huh? Uh-huh. Hurry down, because things could change. They'll probably get in a good way, so yeah, yeah, don't so wait. Come to Wally's Intimida to be treated like you own the place. It may be the only time you get to feel that special feeling that owners feel. Yes, people will talk in hushed tones the moment you walk in. The greeting staff will meet you with tears in their eyes, and the salespeople will be afraid of you, genuinely terrified. That's bound to be a pleasant new experience. I love it. Yes, and uh, when you ask for something, it will be brought to you, and when you decide you want to drive one of the Sherpas for a day or a week or a year... Yes, you'll get the keys, no questions asked. It's one of the very best things about being the owner, but... If we ever get a paying customer again, and that customer wants the car you're driving, well, you'll have to hand it over. Because if there's anyone more important than the owner at Wally's Intimida, it's it's a a paying paying customer. customer. I haven't seen one in months. So take advantage of owner pricing at Wally's Intimida. It's great to be an owner. You will have to sign some papers. But that's what I do all day. And there may be a court appearance for you in the future. Absolutely. But you can drive to the courthouse in your brand new car. That's a great feeling. (laughs) Owner pricing on Sherpas. Find out more from Wally's Intimida. 
The Sherpa from Intimida. It's a mighty big car. That's this week's podcast. Thanks to Jim Ed Poole for the characters. All of the scripts were written by yours truly, Dale Connolly. Our broadcast producer is Mike Pengra. Our online producer is Michael Wells. The morning show is heard Monday through Friday, 5 to 9 a.m. on 89.3 The Current in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul. Most of our show is also on Minnesota Public Radio's region-wide network. There will be another podcast for you in one week. See you then.